From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast, and I'm Diva Danielle. This is Diva Danielle, here with part two to Burning Love, Relationships on the Playa. After Burning Love Part 1, Devam and I got lots of feedback, mostly that people were surprised all of our stories were so lovey-dovey and sweet. Damn you burners, all you want is the dirt. So Devam and I hit LA and New York decompression to see what some other people had to say about Burning Love. And what I realized is that even at Burning Man, where we're supposedly more free and open to do what we want, we pretty much still run into the same old dating problems from the default world. People lie, people don't communicate important information, people aren't on the same wavelength, we get rejected. (laughs) But sometimes, usually when you're not expecting anything, you get to live in the moment, enjoy the now, and even those so-called negative experiences give us a chance to learn more about ourselves and our relationships with others. So I wonder, is any experience really negative or is it just how we choose to react to it? This is Diva Danielle at LADCOM, and I'm standing here with Miss Labooty. Hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Burning Man love, relationships on the playa, and so we wanted to hear about some of your, maybe an experience you've had on the playa. You start with what year it happened, or? Uh, 2006. Okay, and set the stage. Start out with how you met. Well, um, I had to be reminded how I met, but what, we went out uh, looking at, we were out in the playa riding around, and all of a sudden I was just walking and holding hands with a guy. Oh, wow. It was just like that. And um, we were walking down the playa, we were with a few friends, and, um, and pretty much we went into our journey. I really don't remember what happened that day, but we woke up the next morning, and I asked him, how did you get there? you come from? <laughs> Anyways, we spent the entire rest of the playa hanging out, partying, you know, getting to know each other. And uh, Was he from Los Angeles? No. Where was he from? He was from the UK. He was part of the theme camp that I came with. In fact, um, yeah, I can't tell you who the uh, main guy was, but he, <laughs> he, he was one of the main guys of our theme camp that I had been camping with for the, for the first year. We won't ask you what camp that was. <laughs> Okay, so what happened? Um, did you continue to talk after the burn? Oh no, he has a wife. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't find out till afterwards. After of course you did. Off. Of course you did. And I, of course I didn't ask because that's not important. God damn it! So what we want to know is how did you find out? Uh, after he left, because he left a day early, uh, his friends then decided to walk up to me and say, "Oh, by the way, he has a wife and he's married." What did? How did that make you feel? It didn't bother me a bit. He went to the UK. It was my Bernie Man boyfriend. And we have a blast. We had a blast. Did you ever talk to him again? Absolutely. Oh, you did. Wait. wait. You've talked to him Skype. since then. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Skype. You know the online. Um... Did you confront him? No. It's not my. It's not my business. So when you talk to him, you've never brought it up. <laughs> That's a scary chicken. It's a scary clown chicken. Chickens and clowns scare me, actually. <laughs> but you see, I'm a professor clown. I'm boxing candy. Whoa. He's a professional boxing chicken clown. <laughs> or with a scary chicken. 
why I didn't confront him is because it was our experience out in the desert. It was innocent, fun, play. He went back to his life. I went back to mine. We had a beautiful experience. There's no reason to bring it up. He's an his default life. Don't you think he has a responsibility to his wife? Okay, so there was this, uh, I forgot. <laughs> uh, all I, the one thing that they did say was that, that their relation, somebody, when they told me that he was married, I said, wow, I feel bad. And they said, don't worry about it because they do that thing in their relationship. Whatever that means, sounds like they're not very, um, uh, Wait, what did he say? They do that thing in their relationship? No, no, they didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> he didn't say anything. The girlfriend, the, one of his friends told me that, you know, he has a wife. And I, I felt bad. He said, don't worry about it. He loved you. He had a great time. And they've uh, played around on each other in the past. And it's, it's known. So, whatever. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This is Diva Danielle from New York Decompression. And today we're doing our part two of Burning Love, Relationships on the Playa. Now, what kind of feedback did you get, Diva? I got interesting feedback, mostly that they thought all of our interviews at Burning Man were a little too lovey-dovey, <laughs> which I was thinking too, because I was expecting disaster stories, or you were looking for dirt, if I remember. You were looking for dirt. I have so much dirt in my past. I was hoping everybody else did too. It made me feel a little bit like, I don't know, what the hell have I been doing? <laughs> so, but today we are at New York Decompression, and we are going to talk to some more couples about their experiences at Burning Man. <laughs> so who's our friends here? Ben and Anna, Benjamin and Klingrap. <laughs> yeah, also known as Banana. Banana. <laughs> We're that cute. Yes. <laughs> they are that cute. <laughs> so, how many years have you guys gone to Burning Man together? Three. And I went two years before she did. What was the difference between the years you went by yourself and then with a girlfriend? Actually, it was a, it was a lot different. Because, like, when you're on, out at Burning Man as a single person, like... Actually, almost weird. It almost seemed like I was constantly like looking for someone when I was at Burning Man. I never actually did find anyone, but so did you like... prefer going with a girlfriend? Uh, no. Yes. And Got no. 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 So you preferred going single? Um, it's just different. I mean, like it's weird because like now I'm like, oh, I'm at Burning Man, and I like I don't need to. I'm not looking for someone. So there's actually like a lot less pressure. And like I always felt like a lot of pressure out there. And now when I go with Anna, like it's like, oh, whatever. You know, not not yeah, whatever. Not like, whatever. It's like it's not like because you're like there's this like constant pressure to like look for someone, and when there's not that, it's actually much more enjoyable. That's true. You know, I found actually like it's always the moments that I wasn't thinking about it was when I actually met someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Anna, you've only been with Ben, right? I've only been with Ben, and he totally ruined my Burning Man the first year. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's go. So, so. I met Ben in 2004, like kind of right before Burning Man, and he was like, I'm going to Burning Man, and I was like, oh, oh, I want to go. Oh, wait, I can't get the time off of work. They'll fire me. So I don't go, and of course I get fired like three weeks later, and I'm like, fuck you, job. I could have gone to Burning Man. You know, <laughs> not that I had the money or anything. So basically, you know, we got serious pretty soon after he went to Burning Man without me in 2004. And, and I spent an entire year being like, I can't wait to go to Burning Man. I have a question really quick. When he went without you, were you worried at all? Like, he's going to Burning Man, he's going to hook up with another girl? Well, I was hooking up with, like, everyone and their mother when we met. <laughs> like, I was, like, really just out there 
dating slash fucking more or less everyone I met and having fun being single and not looking for a relationship at all. And like, he was just kind of another guy I was hooking up with. And you know, so he was like, I'm going to Burning yeah. Man. And I was like, oh yeah, baby, you have fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll just stay here and like, you know, fuck whoever's left in New York, which is like half a guy and like his stuffed dog, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, that that wasn't really an issue. And he came back and I was like, so did you get any? And he's like, no. Did you get any? <laughs> I can't remember. Like, I might have. So long ago. It, it's, it feels like so long ago. Um, right, so how did he ruin your Burning Man? So I spent an entire year being like, I can't wait to go to Burning Man. And, and everybody I met was like, you know, because I was hanging out a lot in the Burning Man community here in New York. Oh! Woo! Gets a sticker! Yay! A sticker! <laughs> so like, here I was hanging out in the New York City Burning Man community. <laughs> and, um, and everyone was like, oh, you've never been to Burning Man? You're such a burner. You're going to have the best time of your life. So, every, like, not just Ben. Everybody built me up to expect the best Burning Man ever. And I thought it was going to be like, you know, God himself going down on me on a bed of dark chocolate. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so we get out to Burning Man, and Ben's, like, low energy. I was, like, I was not. I did, it was my third year, and I'd done camp two years in a row. And I was, like, this year going super low like energy no like you know big camp no like activities no nothing and I got to Burning Man and all I wanted to do was just sit in camp all week and, and I was in an entire camp of people who just wanted to sit in camp and smoke pot and like I don't even really smoke pot that much like it's kind of not my thing and so I was like baby let's go out like let's go to the couples workshops where they teach you how to have oral sex and Ben's like ew no <laughs> and yeah I, no that's not really my thing and like I felt weird going out without him so I basically spent my first year like sitting in camp waiting for this amazing experience that I was supposed to have to start oh. and it didn't because I didn't really go out that much and I didn't want to go out without him and you know he didn't want to go out so yeah so, so why did you come back to Burning Man I mean what did you how did you get Burning Man if you just had such a crappy time I hated it I, I hate it I, I came back like really bitter and I was like wow. you all hyped Burning Man up so much and you know what dude it kind of sucked and that was my attitude for a couple of months and then I was like well I'll try anything twice and and we came up with a we came up with a uh, camp idea so. yeah and, and I was like, maybe I did Burning Man wrong. Because he was like, I don't want you to do much your first year. I want you to just experience it. I don't want you to have a lot of responsibilities because that can really ruin it. But I like being involved with stuff. And I like running things. And I like making things happen. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go back next year and I'm going to do it totally differently. Like, I, I ran a village. We ran a theme camp together. What's the camp? Gnome camp. Oh, you're gnome camp. camp. We're yes. gnome camp. Yeah. Um... So, I, you know, my second year, I'm, like, running this village, which turned out to be the biggest friggin' pain in the ass ever, but I did it. And I was a lot happier. So... What's the, the secret to having a good Burning Man? Um, do a lot of shit. Just, like, get involved, do stuff, volunteer, and, you know, just knowing... Like, I had this whole village of, like, you know, 200 people or something, where I get, and I was the mayor, so I could walk around and feel very important and, like, be accepted <laughs> in all these camps. But you are important. I am yes, so she's a very important I am And you know what? You're also a winner. I'm a winner? Did I win uh, Burning Man? <laughs> Actually, during the first year that you guys went together, 
was there arguing while you were there or did you just keep all of it bottled up the last couple the last day yeah Anna, the, like by the last by the end i was like <laughs> you know i was like burning man fucking sucks i can't believe you built this up for me like i never want to come back again i fucking hate burning man and ben's like god you're so negative <laughs> and i'm like burning man sucks you suck everything sucks and um and he was like you know so then we got in fights because you know I was just like, fuck everything, I hate everything, and when I'm negative, I'm really negative. So, there is, you know, I don't keep things bottled up, it's it's not my style. So I went off on him, and he was like, God, you're so negative. So, you know, we came okay. back. Okay. How did that make you feel when she came at you? How did it make you feel? I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't realize that she wasn't that having fun, and I was, like I said, I was in such a low energy year, I just had been, like, burned myself out the first two years. I just didn't want to have a year where I was having to do, like, stuff. And I, so I was just like, you know, go off and have fun. Because that's what I what I did my first year. Because I was there single and I didn't, like... And I was like, you know, just go off, have fun. Like, like have your own adventures. And Hannah didn't want to do that. And I always... I felt bad. I thought I was going to, like... I mean, I was kind of scared to go off on my own. And there was, like, nobody in my... Like, nobody in my camp wanted to go off and have adventures. You know, ever I was like, let's go do this thing. And... And they just, you know, kind of be like, well, yeah, maybe later. Let's smoke a bowl. <laughs> and and then when I tried to do stuff on my own, I was like, okay, I'm going to go take a belly dancing class. So I, like, get on my bike and I ride out to belly dancing class. And it turns out that I'm really fucking bad at belly dancing. And, uh, and you know, everyone else is like, oh, I get it, I get it, I can move my belly. And I was like, I'm fat. <laughs> and, I, and my belly won't move the right way in the middle and like came back to camp all cranky and my campmates were like oh let's make bloody marys and bitch about shit and i was like oh okay i could get down with that <laughs> um so yeah it was just kind of a huge disaster the second year was a lot better and how was this past year awesome and this past year i had the best year ever i had the best year ever and i didn't want to go to burning man at all like i i was committed because i was running a camp and what I, camp did you run? Gnome camp, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. So, That's our camp. Yeah. So, I, you know, I couldn't... I'd already, like, planned this whole camp and was a leader and couldn't back out. But I was so depressed about the idea of having to go to Burning Man for an entire week that I planned a solo backpacking trip in the middle of Burning Man. No sure. I was going to, like, get in my little rental car and drive over to California and go hiking around a bunch of lakes all by myself with my little tent. And, you know, Ben was like, well, if, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Um, and and I, what's funny is I told Stacy Katz that, and she, you know, later she was like, yeah, I knew you weren't going to go hiking, but I knew that if I told you that, you were going to go just to spite me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I get out there, and I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I'm a fucking burning man. I'm stuck here for 10 days, and, you know, except for my solo backpacking trip that I'm going to do. This is so lame. And I get my camp set up. And then I start, you know, the first night I went out with a group of people from my camp and we had all these newbies. And they were like, whoa, Burning Man, whoa. And I was like, whoa, Burning Man, this is crazy. I forgot that I liked it there. <laughs> and then because I'd gone in with such low expectations, it just got better and better and better. And like every, it was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, the playa provides, like you get what you need from the playa. And it turned out that that was true. But I went in really cynical, and I came out like this big fucking hippie. <laughs> yes. What's your name? My name? 
Yeah. yeah. It's just a sweet meeting, actually. It was after, uh, you know, the boat burnings of both the Burning Man and the, uh, what was the other one, with the oil well? And uh, I was really just really taken away by all that. And I sat down in one of these bars and sat down next to this wonderfully beautiful lady from L.A. And uh, we just talked, and I couldn't believe how many people were hitting on her because she was gorgeous. And yet she was such a sweetheart and really warm. And we had just a nice feeling of just talking to each other. And we struck up a nice relationship about our common interests. And I've emailed her, and she's emailed her a couple of times, and that's all it is. Which is wonderful. And this was your first year at Burning Man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Actually, I was um, a volunteer for the sanctuary. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what that is. Will you tell our audience what that is? Well, basically, it's a facility to help people out with psychological and psychedelic emergencies. But, you know, you have to kind of sort things through sometimes because uh, some people are coming with medical issues, and so we work hand in hand with the uh, First Aid Medical Center and the Black Rock uh, Rangers. So it's like, a, actually, it's their baby in a sense, a combination of MAPS. So they're the ones that coordinate this thing. And so. What is MAPS? Um, gee, what? I don't even know what exactly it stands for, but it, it, it stands for supporting, you know, research and education on psychedelics. And uh, they are a fantastic group. And basically, they support this thing to help people through those emergencies. And sometimes we have a real a variety of people. Some of them are just more into a heavy-duty uh, psychedelic experience, and they just need some guidance to get refocused. And sometimes it's more serious than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? You know, I had somebody come in one time, and they basically, you can misconstrue them as having a psychedelic experience, and actually, they probably took themselves off medication and had a psychotic episode. So you have to know how to discern those things sometimes. Are you a psychologist? I'm a clinical psychologist, oh, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. So at least I had enough training to understand that those things can show up. Yeah. But it was great. It was a wonderful opportunity. And it's to help somebody move through a process as, as a growth process, rather than just simply, you know, you know, getting bummed out, is a wonderful experience because the opportunity is there to go very deep and really transform yourself. And that's what we do. Kamal Nirmal. Kamal Nirmal. Is that true? Is that your legal it's name? My, it's my legal name. Uh, Kamal means lotus. And uh, Nirmal means like like pure and clean. Beautiful. You know, or new beginning. It's like all kind of one. It's in Sanskrit, you know? That's a beautiful name. Thank wow. You, thank you. Thank you. So this was your first year at Burning Man? This year was my first year at Burning Man, yes. And how did you end up out there? I flew out there. Uh, I went on a, a Burning Man scholarship, and uh, I ended up not camping with anything in camp, but just going with some friends, and just we just went independent. Awesome. And so before you went, had anyone talked to you a little bit about romance or love or Burning Man hookups? Hookups. hookups. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, the my impression was the like people are very liberal, and like whatever happens would happen out there, um, but there's also a chance of meeting somebody like really good almost on soul on a soulmate level you know you could meet somebody who's just like you who's an artist or or is into the same kind of groove or whatever it may be and that's what's so beautiful about burning man that it unites like all different walks of life so what happened to you on the playa did you meet somebody you know i interacted with a few uh, a lot of people but um you know i, I didn't sleep with anyone because uh, the girl that i'm in love with who got me really into burning man was there and i never found her but i just had fun and just I enjoyed hanging out and spending time with different girls and I'm a straight guy but you know I just I met people but my heart was into it because my heart was for someone else were you hoping you were gonna run into her I was hoping and I was hoping but it didn't happen and she was there with another camp or what she was there with another guy what so how did that make you feel well 
the thing was what I, I knew. No, I knew about it. And the thing was, like, when I met her, this guy, I'm an Indian, and he's an Indian, and he came to America to be a doctor, and he's a very controlling, conservative kind of guy. And he moved out west, and I was out here, and I met her at a trans party about not this last New Year's, but the year before. And then me and her got romantic together and had an affair. And then it was a lot of trouble. I went to Africa, and like she went to Burning Man for the first time with him. And that was the year before for Felix. And then I went to Africa because I couldn't go to Burning Man because I had plans with my family. And then when I came back, they split up, and me and her tried to hit it off. But then um, she ended up going back to him, and there was just a series of incidents. There was some violence, and she still went back to him. And you know, I was pretty upset because you know I know myself, and like. When I met her, I knew that she belonged with me, and I mean that's just maybe it's my opinion, but it's my belief, and uh, you know. But she continued to go with him, and you know things happened, and we were kind of off and on, and she ended up going again with him this year, and I went alone and met up with my friends. So were you thinking about her while you were there? Of course, of course. But that didn't affect your your experience. You no, still... no, I still had a great time at Burning Man because it, part of my growing as a person was being able to let go of like a bad situation, you know. So is she here in New York as well? Yeah, she's here. She's here. Is she here she's here, here, she's here tonight, yeah. <laughs> so we may run into her. You might. You might. You might. You might. And, and then the other guy was coming and, like, you know, she forgave him for choking him, but, you know. For choking her? For, for choking her, you know. <laughs> and But I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, I don't know. Love is great, but how great could it be if somebody, you know, hurts you and then, like, you go, like, back to them, you know? When you see her, are you guys loving with one another or do you just try to avoid? No, right now we're just really good friends and um, she's still hiding the fact that me and her are talking. She's lying to him and saying that she's not talking to me She won't, or she won't answer the question. So there's just definitely some issues between that relationship, but it's really none of my business at this point. You know what I mean? Because that, that was her first love before me. So I have to respect them and let them figure out their, their shit, you know? Shit, yeah. Well, thank you. That, that's my burning love, you know. The girl that got me really into Burning Man. Uh, well, and I, I used to, I used to shun Burning Man people because I'm a trans DJ and I knew about it, but I could never afford to go. But now that I've been and now that I know, it's always been a part of me. So you thank her for that. I you do, know? I do. <laughs> I thank her and God. Oh, thank you. After all of these interviews, I thought to myself, hmm. Do I have a, a worst or most dramatic Burning Man love story? And the thing that pops into my head was an experience actually from decompression. I had been greeting and this cute guy came up to me and started talking to me while I was on my greeter shift. And like eight hours later, I was hanging out with a friend and I said to my friend, I wish I would see that guy again. It was really cute. It makes me think of that old saying, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. About five minutes later, I was on the dance floor, and he was like suddenly right next to me, and just like a whirlwind. It felt kind of like being at Burning Man, you just get wrapped up in all of that. So the next day, I was on Friendster, and I noticed in his profile it said, In a relationship. <laughs> I called my friend then to check if that was actually true, and he was in a relationship, and he was about to move in with his girlfriend, and then they were gonna leave the country. <laughs> So that night, actually, the next day, he called me. And sometimes I look back and I think to myself, why did I return that phone call? But obviously, I guess I needed to go through this. <laughs> it was basically like six months of him calling me and hanging up on my voicemail, us sometimes hooking up and then not. And even when I would back off, 
I couldn't get him to leave me alone, and then we would try to be friends, and it was just a total mess. <laughs> and so I would say the fact that it lasted so long, and I just was totally self-defeating, <laughs> but probably my fault, <laughs> uh, that probably will go into that negative category. Though, in the end, I was very thankful that he was leaving the country, because when someone leaves the country, it's much easier to get over them. <laughs> Anyways, I've kind of forgiven myself for that whole little detour in my life. My first year at Burning Man, I saw a sign that said, A life without love is a shadow of things that might have been. And I am definitely a believer that sometimes you just jump into things that might seem stupid, that nobody else understands, but it is much better than looking back on your life with a lot of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. As for my most positive burning love experience, let's just say it involved a tent in the back of Zara in 2002 marked for wild animals only. Snap. We're going to end today's burn cast with just a little fun New York decompression with Fuzzy Bunny, who says he's a dick, but ladies at Burning Man, it's the perfect time to hit on him. So where are we, Fuzzy Bunny? We are at the uh, Please Give Answers to Our Questions booth. Okay, wait, I think I saw a good one yeah, in here. What is the strangest thing you have ever eaten, Fuzzy Bunny? I was trying to think of that earlier, and that's why I didn't answer it, because I couldn't really think of anything. I was wanting to be a smartass, and that wasn't working either, so... <laughs> uh, I was kind of thinking maybe, like, noodle. But I didn't go down there, so I wouldn't fly. <laughs> did you really? No, I did not. As I said, I couldn't say that because I didn't. But that would something like that would have been like such a great answer. But. Okay, what about um, this fuzzy bunny? What is one thing you want to tell some somebody but haven't yet? Let's see if I wanted to tell him. Uh, you don't have to tell oh, him. Oh, no, actually, all right. Uh, no, never mind. I'm not saying that one. I'm gone. <laughs> Just say it. You don't have to tell us. No, because I don't know how. No, but I haven't said it because I don't know how to word it yet. So uh, I don't know. How to, it wouldn't come out right on uh, recorded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diva, your turn. Let me find a question oh, for you. Good. I'm glad I didn't have to answer that one. All right, let's see. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday? I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just love Thanksgiving because it's like good food and eating, and I like it because I don't have to spend money on presents, and people don't have to spend money on presents for me, and it's just about hanging out. And usually I'm here with my mom and my brother, and we're with all of my friends. So it's surrounded by my family and my friends, so yeah. Do you believe in holidays? Only the imaginary ones. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, last question. Okay, should we, we'll do a random one. If you saw yourself at this party, would you flirt with yourself? Duh. I, I was <laughs> yes. thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, uh, hell yeah. Look at this. Diva? Yes. Fuzzy bunny? Yes. That's yeah. an easy one. With the exception of I'm straight, and so I wouldn't be hitting on a big purple fuzzy bunny guy. So, but, but if you'd I fall want... in love with yourself now, wouldn't you? Because there's so much no, to love. No, I'm a dick. <laughs> no. What? I'd see right through me. No, I'm a dick. <laughs> He'd know better. You're not a dick, fuzzy I'm... bunny. But I can't be. Fuzzy yeah, well... bunny, don't disappoint us. <laughs> don't be a dick. You're a bunny. Oh no no, I'm Wait not a, a dick until you really really get to know. <laughs> On the surface, I'm super nice. Actually, even very, very deep, I'm super nice. But no, the dick is only if you spend a lot of time. And he's and you're grouchy and you're worried about your bills and you're worried about stuff. Yeah. That's so Devam is saying yes 
Fuzzy Bunny is a dick. Don't flirt with him if you see him at a oh, party. No, 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 actually, I'm totally fucking, this is when you want to flirt with me. At fucking DCOMs in the fucking Burning Man community is when you absolutely want to get to know me. <laughs> this is Diva Danielle for Burncast. You can find me on the web at www.djdivadanielle.com. You've been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, visit burncast.net. To contact us, call the Burncast hotline at 775-363-5861. A very special thanks to Lecter of NoSpectators.com for hosting these podcasts.